Hey y'all, welcome to episode 7 of Dashing Agent, the podcast where I talk to my movie-making friends about making movies. My name is Reese, and today I've got writer-director Anthony Peduzzi talking about, you guessed it, writing and directing. You might know Anthony from the short film Late Night Today, Today. or maybe String Machine's music video for Eight-Legged Dog, or more recently, the quarantine short Loopy that's been making its rounds on horror sites and online film festivals. Or maybe none of those things, but... You'll definitely know him after this. This is honestly probably my favorite episode of the podcast so far. No offense to any of my other guests. Y'all are amazing and I love you. But we had a great talk about really getting into the nitty gritty of filmmaking as well as breaking into locations, making movies with little to no effort, and stealing things from your inspirations. Lots of valuable information on this one, so we might as well just get into it. But yeah, alright, well we'll get into this. So, uh... Introduce yourself a little bit. Tell the the seven people listening to who you are. Oh, hello, seven people. It's nice to nice to finally chat with you all. Uh, my name's Anthony Peduzzi. Uh, I live in Pittsburgh. I drive a modestly priced Ford Focus, and I make movies and stuff and work in movies. That's about it, frankly. <laughs> what are what are some? I know you were on the uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Um, what what other shows have you worked on in town? Yeah, so I. Um, I worked miniatures. We made the miniatures for the Mr. Rogers movie when it was here. Uh, and then I've also, I was on Ma Rainey for the whole show, rigging. I work a lot of electric stuff, like in the union. I was doing electric stuff for them. And then uh, we just wrapped Sweet Girl before all this happened. I was on second unit. We were out there blowing up cars and having people jump off shit, which was sick. Did you meet uh, Aquaman? I met Aquaman, met uh, Dora the Explorer. Oh. Met, what's his name? The guy, ah, oh, shit, what's his name? Um, from uh, National Treasure, the the fun guy, he was in it. The, wait, the one, the one who's also in the the Hangover. Yeah, yeah, him. Okay, yeah, nice. That's cool. Yeah, he was sick. I'm like, <laughs> National Treasure was very important to me going. I was like, Thanks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you're a cool guy. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, man. Um, well, that's cool. So, so you like you like doing that kind of work? Is that a uh, fun for you? Yeah, it's uh, pretty good. We, you know, you bounce around and like you have friends in all different departments and stuff. So you kind of see everybody every day, which is neat. And it's like, Hey, remember we went to school for this? Like now we're doing it kind of Yeah, it's nice. And it's fun. And it's always a thing you have to explain to people how it works and they never get it. And you're like, that's okay. You just won't see me for a few months. But, uh, no, I like it a lot. I do a lot of like independent stuff with like other companies and like corporate stuff. So it's just kind of, you bounce around and do different work in different departments and, you know, do your own like little things on the side as well. And it's cool. It's really fun. If you can deal with 12 to 14 hours standing on your feet and then most of that doing nothing, I highly recommend it. Yeah, I think that's what did it for me. Well, the yeah, the 12 hour days were rough. I, I didn't like that very much. Um, and I was in the office, so I wasn't on my feet for much of that at all. But yeah, I don't know. I think maybe just production office work is just not for me or... I think Mindhunter was just a really brutal show, so that could have just burned me out too. But That's all I heard was Mindhunter was brutal. Like every single person's like, that show was awful. Season one, I learned so much. I was like, this is the best thing ever. Like I'm, I, yeah, I, that's what I thought. I was like, I'm doing it. Like I'm figuring it out. I'm getting somewhere. And then season two, I was like, okay, so I learned everything there is to know, it turns out. But you got to drive around Andrew Dominic. That's fucking sick. I did get to, yeah. He was, he was very interesting. I drove Fincher once and that was life-changing um i mean not really he was cool though um and then yeah and then in season one asif kapadia he directed two episodes he was really nice he was like 
just full of information and happy to give it to me. So that was really cool. It's fun. It's super fun, right? Yeah, but I've, I've been considering trying to go back once all of this clears up, if I can, if I have any of those connections still. I just think that I'd have to try to find a different department or something, do something else. Yeah, that's what I was happy about, like kind of falling into like doing electric work. Because, I mean, you know, if, if you're doing rigging, it's the worst thing on earth. You're just pulling cable in the hot right. sun or ever. That part doesn't not very fun. But then, like, yeah, you're on set. Like, you're watching stuff happen. You're a part of it. When people are like, you know, you get to walk around with some authority and be like, no, I have to get in there. And then you do. And it's kind of fun. So it's cool. And like, you know, sometimes you're hanging out with whatever and making stuff happen. Sometimes you're in the middle of a in Periopolis in the hail at three in the morning uh, loading a truck. So yeah. <laughs> it kind of just bounce around. But it's kind of every day is different, which is nice. Nice. Um, well, that's cool. So tell me about your experience at Point Park. Do you like it there? Oh, Point Park. Go Bisons or I don't know what we are. Um, yeah, I'd say all in all, a very good experience, very positive experience. The thing that we all learned like freshman year was you'll get the most out of this program if you work with the upperclassmen and like work and like learn from them and then spread that knowledge to people in your class and then you all just kind of raise each other up. So that was what like me and like Ralph Delulo, I'm sure you know Ralph. Yeah, like we got together with some of the older guys and make when they were doing their thesis films and stuff and like learned kind of the rough way of how the, all of this works and we're like okay now we can take that and use all of that with our like dumb little freshman movies about whatever and then you kind of can use that and then start learning and start moving past kind of like what the curriculum is in a good way in a positive way not just like a what am i doing here it's like a way the school became a way to like showcase like the stuff that you're learning which is kind of backwards obviously because you're you know paying to go to school but you still like you have these like support professors and stuff who kind of help like guide you and push you to do to like use those things that you already know and like have been learning in like creative and different ways. So it's all about like like learning from people um, and then kind of mixing that together and making and like pushing yourself to like make strange and weird shit, which is always yeah. good. Yeah, for sure. I love asking people about their film school experiences and everyone always has such positive things to say. And I'm like, where did where did I fuck up? Like what what happened with me? Like I don't understand. You you get as much as you put into it is how I kind of pitched it. It wasn't like magic rainbow sunshine time, um, and you know we had some some bummers of classes and professors and sure. X Y and Z, but it was worth meeting people and like now working with them and like doing all this cool stuff and like the relationships you built. It seems like Point Park at least if they're good at anything is just like pushing out some really talented people. So that's really cool. I, I just like, didn't get that at my school, I guess. And I don't want to talk shit on university of North Carolina. It's like, but yeah, I just didn't, I didn't make those connections with the other students there. I just like, didn't build those relationships and it just wasn't worth it after a while. Yeah. I guess it is kind of strange. Cause it's like a school in a place that like, okay, you graduate and then you're like, I'm not sticking around, you know? Yeah. And it was the, it was two, so I went in the fall of 2014 was my freshman year and it was 2013 that North Carolina lost all of their tax incentives for film so like you know there were tons of TV shows being made in wherever like the big hubs were in North Carolina I don't even know but they just all disappeared like overnight basically and so I get there and it's like Everyone's like, yeah, well, we used to, it used to be really easy to get internships on any TV show you wanted. And now we send three people to Atlanta to work on The Walking Dead and that's it. And I was like, okay, cool. So 
this is already a waste of my time. Well, it's funny because um, on Sweet Girl, our Dimmer board op, uh, his name is Matt Clark. He, he's from North Carolina, but he's like, yeah, ever since I've been doing this, like I've slowly just been moving further and further south because of like, like all that stuff with North Carolina. And then he's like, no, I work with like the Danny McBride people and like all those shows. Yeah, well, they all went to that to UNCSA. So. Exactly. Yeah, and it's like now they have like a some kind of studio in like an old mall or whatever yeah. he's like now that's kind of going crazy so he's like now i'm starting to move back down to atlanta i'm just like yeesh it's brutal yeah. business yeah it's crazy i don't know that's like i wish that i was just more willing to to kind of throw myself into it because it is a good way to make money and make connections and all that but i'm just like i don't know what it is i just i just want to make movies it turns out and i just don't have a passion for working on them as much um but I got to get over at that at some point because I got to pay off my debt. So Of course. Yeah. And like, yeah, you know, you, it's cool to like watch a car blow up or like be like, hey, it's, you know, Black Panther guy. Neat. But then you're also like, I want to go home. And then when you go home, you're like, I don't want to make anything because I'm so tired. Yep. There's a great quote from somebody. I forget who. But it's like as soon as you like realize what it takes to make a movie, like you don't want to make a movie. And it's so much easier when you just have no context. and You're just like, yeah, it's fine. It, it does become harder when you're like, oh, location people exist. And like, oh, that's why. Oh, got it. You know, it's just it becomes like a whole thing. Yeah, that's actually funny. Uh, Eric Rigby was texting me this morning and uh, I've been working on writing this this feature that I want to make at some point. Um, and I'm like writing it specifically to be super low budget. Like I want to I want to write something that I can produce on my own, basically. For sure. But he was texting me and he was like, he was like, you know, you really should start thinking about financing it. And, you know, I know you had like a small amount of money in mind, but that's probably not going to be enough and all this stuff. And I was like, I was like, dude, I can't think about that right now. Like we're, we're way too, <laughs> we're way far away from that. Like I just got to write the thing and try to try to figure it out that way before I even start to contemplate how challenging it's going to be make going to be to make the thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, it obviously like, you know, yeah, the man's a lawyer. So obviously he's got some of that on the brain and I love Eric dearly. So that's hilarious that that's exactly what I was expecting him to say. But like, yeah, you do kind of like, as soon as you like do a shot or like, you know, you need a street or this, that, and the other thing you're like, Oh yeah, it's crazy. And, like, you know, you make a thing and people are like, oh, this is cool. And you're like, yeah, you don't understand. Like, everything in it, like, had to be captured, gathered, put together, made to look or sound right, and all those other bits. And it's like the, the amount of work you put in to finish a thing, like, people don't usually get it. Yeah. And I think also because, like, again, like, growing up, like, making whatever with your friends, like, you also don't know. So you're just like, whatever. Like, it's fine. And then you just work on it forever. And, like, obviously, either good or bad growing up like little high school films, whatever. But it is funny. Like now you're like, oh yeah, now we got to like, you know, audio, the dialogues, they'd be like here in the mix and like this. And like, we got to get this. We don't have that. And it's just, it becomes so much bigger. It balloons, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. That's why it's, it's so funny with, with like cobblestone and stuff. People, people tell me they're like, ah, oh, it's, it's really good, but it's so amateur. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, you realize it's, two people making this thing like there's when you watch a movie and there's like eight minutes of credits like we don't we don't have that we have it's me and eric like it's of course it's going to be a little amateur well that's part of the charm of it too is like you know it's so clearly just like you and eric's like personalities pushed together and like it makes it fun to watch because it's like here's like the story that's good like i like you know it's like a wonderful story and i like everybody and it's like really fun but then you're like oh yeah like this is just like 
like the fuck it mentality, you know? Yeah. I mean, like, we're just going to do it and it comes out great. And like that becomes like the aesthetic, I guess, if you want to get like super highbrow about it. But also like the end of the day, it's just like it's really cool because you get to see like your two friends like make a thing. And you're like, that's exactly what those two people would make. With, like, <laughs> no money. And it's great. You know, and it works, which is neat. Yeah, it is funny that you say it's like our personalities mixed together because that's exactly what it is. Because if it were just me, it would be way less funny. It'd be much darker. Uh, Rigby is secretly like the fun, one of the funniest people I've ever met. I mean, not secretly. Yeah, yeah. No, he's very openly funny. Yeah, you're just like, oh, my God. Like, where does this come from? Like, yeah. what is happening? <laughs> yeah, he's just so quick and like can do stuff and like deliver it so dryly. That it is hilarious, and you're just like, oh, man, what a, what a gem of a person. Yeah. In preparation for this conversation, I uh, I watched every everything that you have on your Vimeo and your YouTube channel. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. It was some fun stuff. But um, what what were the films that you made at Point Park? Like, what were the short films? Ending with Late Night Today, obviously. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was just, like, little class projects and stuff. Like, you know, we do our P1s, which are these, like, small little, like, three-minute deals. So I just kind of, we made some like rough ones that we just threw together quick and easy. When did you do Transients? I really like that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that was, um, that was junior year, I think. That was, it's funny because there was a, we had to do these like advanced directing assignments where it's like you have three hours to like go with a crew and like make yeah, a thing. Yeah. And that was one of them, which was cool because I got to work with Eric, who obviously I worked a ton with. And then uh, Andrew Yackel, who's like the man. So it was like really fun having them in a room and just kind of banging stuff out. Um. Yeah, that was like done in like 20 minutes. And then we just kind of cut it together quickly and then call it a day. But it was cool because that was another one of those like it was a it was a horrible assignment to do because they hated like only three hours for everything. But it was cool to like, you know, you have your friends and like, OK, but Will's over here and the camera's set up to pull focus great and like balance gaffing it like sick. And like Ralph's there with the camera. She ain't doing the production design. Like it looks great. You know, Eric and. Andrew already have a rapport, so they got to figure it out. And you're like, oh, yeah, you can just kind of, like, make something that's okay pretty quickly if you, yeah. like, have the right people. So it's like a really, it was, like, a really good, like, community-building experience. Nice. Was that your first project with uh, Swader? No, it was funny. Um, we made our sophomore year, fall semester, we had to make uh, just one film. It was for a production two class. Um, and I wrote this one about a comedian and my friend Connor Galuli, who's like a really talented actor. He's like, I think in Broadway now, he, he was like Dewey Finn in School of Rock, um, the musical. Wow. So like, yeah, so he's a super talented guy. And he was supposed to be in it because uh, I knew him from high school. And he like two days before, like had to drop out for some reason. And I remember like I, we were just about to go into a class, like a six o'clock class. And like, I look over and like Dan, I think, is talking to Eric. And I was like, hey, like, are you Eric? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, do you act? And he's like, yeah. And I was like, do you want to be on my thing this weekend? And he's like, sure. So that was how we met, was like making like a stupid little comedian movie. And then it was basically like after that, like he's just kind of been in everything. I, yeah, I even watched the uh, the Eric graduated little like reel that you did. That was really, that was very heartwarming to like watch all of y'all's projects. And that was nice stuff. Yeah, it was funny. It was, that was whenever I was trying to get people to watch Late Night Today. Yeah. And doing nonsense on the internet. But it was cool because we, after we wrapped it like, today, like we gave them a diploma because the whole point was like, right here you go. We all have to graduate, so then you get to graduate. We had like one of our professors sign it and stuff, and like I think the date's wrong on it. It's, super <laughs> but I was like, I just like found that footage, and I'm like, it'd be really nice to like put it together with something, and like you go through and it's just like, oh yeah, like you've just we just shot you sitting in chairs for like four years. <laughs> <laughs> like how crazy is that? So it, that was like really fun and like a nice thing to. Like, it was like here, buddy. Like, 
look at all the stuff we got to do. Like it's exciting. Yeah, no, that was nice. And when, when I uh, when I've talked to Eric about it, he, um, you know, he says that he stole an education from Point Park by working with y'all. So like that's pretty cool. That's cool that he got that. Yeah, I mean, it comes back to that whole thing about like working with people and like collaborating, and, like learning from each other. And it's just like, oh yeah, like okay, you're an actor. And like we don't really you we're not used to working with actors because we're children. So like let's right. see what that looks like and like how to do that. So then you can kind of apply that to other things. And yeah, you do realize like how much like you end up accidentally teaching people stuff, but then you also end up learning like way more than you could ever like give out. So Yeah, I mean for sure the the most I've learned about directing has been from working with both of the Eric's and uh Olivia on Half Bath and like you know, Russell, we worked with, uh, you know, Russell Hawkins on, on, um, cobblestone two. And like, you know, those guys, like they're all such talented actors that they like teach me more about directing than, you know, actually directing <laughs> does. So it's been like really cool to work with, with some of them. But yeah, for the longest time, it was like just dragging my, my high school buddies in front of a camera or I would act. I mean, I still do that, I guess, but you know, so that's, that's rough, but it works. It's a good way to learn somehow. And you're funny and you're good at it. Yeah, see, that's why I don't do it. Because I'm like, oh my gosh. It, it is funny, though. Like, I have I have gotten noticeably better. From Cobblestone 1 to Cobblestone 5, it's like, it's much, it's it's a big difference, which is funny. But, you know, I have no intention of acting past this. It's, like, totally out of necessity. But it's a fun thing to do. I recommend it. You should try it. Oh, wait, you were, uh... You were uh, Grandpa Joe, right? Yeah, and our sweeter things. Yeah, that counts. That yeah, I blame the uh, the fine people at the Miller Brewing Company for. Well, the Row House does that. Th- they do it every year. Where it's like, okay, just like pick a film and like make it sweet it with your friends. And then, like I remember, like the first year, we were just like, yeah, like why the fuck wouldn't we do that? Like that'd be fun. Just a good way to kill some time. And then you like, we sat down. And it's like, okay, let's make uh, let's do uh, The Exorcist. That'll be funny. So we do it like with Eric and like all of our friends and we just like in Will Marshall, who's like the best. And we just like got way too drunk and just made it stupid. <laughs> We're like, OK, that worked. Like, that's funny. Let's do it again. The next year we did like a Willy Wonka one. I think we won that year. And we just again, we're just like just drinking and eating pizza, just being stupid for a few hours. So it's cool. Cause it's like zero effort gets put into it. It's always funny, like, the things that you put the least amount of effort in, like, people seem to really like. Yeah. Like, people seem to really like those. Like, I've gotten, like, emails from people I don't know being like, I watched it and it was great. And I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) What? what?" So, yeah, we just be really stupid every year and just, like, see what happens. But it's always a lot of fun and it's a really good excuse to, like, get everybody together for at least a couple of hours and, like, hang out. Yeah, but I feel that way, too. Like, the things that... The things I put my most effort into just seem to get lost in the void. But, like, I made a, a shitty vlog about fire hydrants a few weeks ago, and it did way better than any episode of Cobblestone that I've made. And it's like, that's fine, but it's so frustrating because I made that thing in, like, five hours. And then, like, you know, I spend months on an episode of Cobblestone. It's, like, gets, like, 130 views or whatever. Um but you're like almost going viral with this uh, with this Loopy short film. That must be pretty cool. Yeah, our, our little Loopy. It's the dumbest name, and we're so we love it. We every time someone says it, we crack up because it's so dumb. It's at the end when I saw like the title Loopy, I was like, that's perfect. That's such a good title for it. Well, you're thinking like, well, the whole thing was just like, let's make a thing. And Max had this idea with like, he like saw a window at the building that's nearby, um, and he was like, it'd be cool if we made something. I'm like, yeah, man, that'd be cool. So we went over and like started talking about it and then like, like, oh, we can actually do it. So we made it 
And like our whole thing was like, this should just be better than like it has any reason to be. It doesn't have to be great. It just needs to be like, like, wow, like they did a lot more with like just them in a camera than I thought they would do. But then we're like, it'd be really funny if we just like, you know, was running the ball back and like just spiked it at like the like the two yard line with this <laughs> stupid name. <laughs> but then people were like, we have like someone wrote an article. People wrote articles about it, and it's like loopy. And I'm just like, are you kidding? Like it's a joke name. <laughs> so y'all just broke into that place and just kind of went and did it. Yeah, we like we went in there like right whenever all this stuff started, just as like to pass the time. It's actually just like over yonder, and um, we like went in there like, oh, it's like really creepy and cool. And then he went on a walk one day and saw that window with like the drapes and like they were going into the window. He's like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to like make a thing. So we're like, okay, we went over and like looked around and we just decided to do it. And like the next day, like we were shooting already. Like it was really quick and like super just like making it up. That was a big thing me and Max were talking about because we both direct a lot. And like Max was obviously more in front of camera and then like kind of helped like, directing the story, the shots and stuff. And like I was doing the shots and kind of 50 50. We were just like making stuff up and just be like, oh, it'd be neat if like we did this little scene here, like this shot, like this, and like blah, blah, blah. And we'll cut to this. And it was just kind of nice to have like those muscles being flexed, you know? Because yeah. they've just like kind of just been sitting for a while. And then you just kind of put it together and you're like, oh, wow, this actually turned out like pretty nice. Like it's like a neat little story. It's actually a story. And like, you spit a bunch of dust out of your mouth. It's hilarious. Yeah, that must have been fun. He must have had a great time doing that. Yeah, it was super cool until the police came. Yeah, what happened with that? They just were they just there right at the end? What happened? Yeah, so we were we did we were supposed to shoot it in like four hours, and obviously we didn't. We shot it like over like two or three days, like two and a half days. But like the third, day, like the first day, we were super careful and like you know close the door, like blah blah blah, like don't make a lot of noise. And then like by the third day, we we're just like stomping around, like getting the shot, like the zooms of like him at the window and him at the ground, like just just running back and forth and yelling to each other, like who cares? But we're like, okay, let's run inside and just grab this pickup shot and we're done. It was just like some little shot of him running down the steps that we wanted for like the edit, and we got it. We got like a take of it, and then we hear like like who's in there? We're like, hey, like what's up? And it's like the police. We're like, oh shit. We go outside and there's like seven police officers and a oh dog. Oh my god! Like a canine. Like we were literally just about to send the dog in. And like, what do you mean? And they're like, what are you doing here? Blah blah blah. We're kind of being aggressive, and we were clearly like no threat. Like they asked for our IDs and I didn't have my wallet, so I was just like, uh, like I don't have my wallet with me, but like I just live over there. So if like <laughs> if someone wants to come with me to go get it, like I'll bring it back. And they're like, just give us your name, like like you idiots. So we like we went inside and got our cameras and like left. And like we were walking home and we're just like, that was terrifying. Like that sucked. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. But he's like, but we got the shot. Got the shot. That's all <laughs> that it matters. Last shot. It was the last shot we needed. We're like, great. <laughs> so we threw it in. That's so funny. Yeah. I've noticed that if you have a camera and a tripod or any sort of thing like that, like you can get away with a lot of shit. Like people really just kind of will let you do your thing for most most of the time well yeah and like you know obviously not if you're walking around with like a red or whatever like people kind of like what is that like what's going on there but it was like you know a tripod i had from high school and like my dinky little camera with like a kit lens on it it was you know like clearly no threat right we had like a backpack with waters in it you know it's just like yeah we just grab our stuff and we'll obviously leave this place alone forever so (laughs) yeah it's funny how like and then they all walked in like oh this place is super cool and i'm like (laughs) i know correct (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's why we're here you are probably the only other writer director that i know all of my friends are either just like cinematographers or just directors and they don't like to write or you know actors or whatever but i guess i'm asking like how did you get started into like making movies back in high school or whenever you started yeah um no it's like interesting because like a lot of people that we've met or like talked to or whatever and throughout life 
I've been like, yeah, like since I was like four years old, like this is all I wanted to do and like blah, blah, blah. And like kind of like a lot of like innate, like this is like a thing that I care about and love and like this is what I want to do. And like I just like straight up didn't have that for like most of my life. Like I was in, I was like in a band. I was like make play music and do all that kind of stuff. I'm like, this is what I'm going to do. And then I was like, took a step back. I was like, oh, wait, I we suck. <laughs> and I'm, none of us are willing to make this better. So, okay, this isn't going to work out. And then like I had a teacher in high school or uh, my sister took this class and she's like, yeah, I think you'd like it. Like it was like a good blow off, like way to kill like a period. I'm like you should try it. And it was like a TV production class. And the teacher, like Dan Mikoski, who I'm still super close with, was like, a super cool guy um, and like was really excited about movies. And like, oh, I've never thought about movies. Like Talladega Nights rules. But like besides that, what what's a movie so like you, like we were taking the class and like it's like a big blow off class for like a lot of people and like i was taking it like kind of seriously I'm like this is really fun and he was just like yeah like i think like you should keep doing this he's like i don't tell my students that but like obviously because a lot of kids just come here to like do homework but like you should probably keep doing it i'm like oh okay so like yeah i literally just kind of like on a whim like ended up like learning about movies and like learning how they get made and like how they work and kind of telling stories that way and like, oh, wow, you can like tell like a little thing. And like, if you do it right, like people seem to like it. There's a great uh, a professor in college was we had a we like were part of the conservatory, quote unquote, of our school, quote unquote. Um, and he said, like, you know, there's like the, th- the theater kids, and like the dance kids and the cinema kids. And he's like, the theater kids are like, look at me. The dance kids are like, look at me. The cinema kids are like, look at this, which I always thought was like. I'm like, that is 100% my shit. That's why I don't act. That's why yeah. I don't do any of that stuff. <laughs> it's like, here is like this thing that you're kind of removed from. And I think it's like a really interesting and like kind of great way to like express yourself and like make stuff and like still have that feeling of like, I'm creating a thing for people to enjoy, but it's like, this should be, my name's at the end of it. You know, like I'm not in it. You know, like you can pretend yeah. that I wasn't involved at all. Like, I don't care. Like, just did you like it or not? That's funny because I have always been, I don't know, I guess I always wanted to be a performer of some sorts. Um, like, I, I also tried to be in bands in high school, but I have no musical talent whatsoever. I think I just really liked the idea of, like, being in a band and, like, you know, being on stage and doing that thing. Um, I also like wanted to be a stand-up comedian for a while, but I'm not funny, so I didn't do that. There's like, there's something about you're quite funny, but okay. Oh well, thanks. Well, I, I can't tell jokes then. I'm just like funny to look at. But I don't know. There's something about like the instant gratification of like performing your thing live, and like it only exists while you're doing it, and then people watch and applaud and like do that whole thing that I've always like really romanticized, but I've just never been able to do it. So like I started by making like YouTube videos and then what kind of locked me into it is like in seventh grade when I made some video project for like my history class and everyone just ate it up and I was like oh shit like this is it this is that (laughs) this is that drug that I've been looking for yeah but it's like it's that's a tricky thing too like that idea of um kind of like the gratification of like a thing being done in the moment because, like, even, like, like an actor on film, it's, like, you know, that was recorded years ago or months ago or whatever. And, like, it's part of a thing that took with time and effort made. But, like, to an audience member, like, it is still, like, a now thing. It's happening in the moment. Right. They still can kind of get that kind of gratification and stuff. And, like, yeah, like, you know, like, playing the bands or, like, doing whatever. Like, I'm real into karaoke. I think that that's amazing. But, like, those kinds of things, like, you do get it. You do, like, wow, like, you're chasing that, like, idea of, like, 
finish a thing and then people are like that was amazing same thing like you like romanticizing it or whatever but it's like the thing that like no one tells you is like what if you fuck up okay so you have you can either get really good at those things so that doesn't happen or like maybe this isn't your pursuit and i'm like with a movie like yes there's like a hundred of like in the moment decisions but you have so much time from like this is the thing i want to make to here is the final product that you can like patch up every mistake mostly you know with enough time and money or whatever and you could be like see i'm a genius or like, yeah. i'm an idiot like it's you can you can fix it or you or you make mistakes on the day but they work out and people credit you for that and you're like yeah that was totally my idea when it was just a total fuck up exactly because yeah. they're not like they're not engaging with you on the moment they're engaging right. with, like the thing that you made which is just so much easier and so much better yeah like, yeah i whatever i love it it's great <laughs> how do you feel about writing do you hate writing as much as i hate writing no i don't hate writing i think the like the day every day thing is hard it's just super tough it's really fun to just like sit there and bang stuff out but then as soon as you like have to think about it and like actually put pieces together it does become kind of really like it becomes work obviously it's actually work like, I think people were like, I'm going to, you know, take my typewriter and a cigarette in a bar and, like, spin my yarn. And it's like, no, that's not at all what this is yeah. like at all. But I don't know. I, I really like it. And I really enjoy it because I always feel like it's like math. Like, it's basically math where, like, a story is an equation, basically. And, you know, you got to have, like, it's got to square up in some way. And right. it could be super abstract and super weird or whatever. But, like, at the end of the day, like, whenever you give them the answer, like people need to be like okay i get it you know so it's just really a matter of like figuring out like what needs more time what needs less time what needs to be better or vice versa or whatever but it really is just like okay my uh, thing is about this it's about a guy who goes into a building okay and then it's like it's just squaring the numbers and checking the work making sure that it's right okay here you go and like that usually works. Wow, that's a great analogy because I also hate math. So I guess that makes sense then. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to double down, but I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's at least my, how I did it. I was always okay at math. But yeah, I've been I've been writing things for longer than I've been making movies. Like like I said, I was writing comics and I was I used to write short stories and I you know every high schooler writes poetry I think so I did I did that too and and um, but at some point I think when I started taking you know filmmaking more seriously. I was like, oh, I can't just write whatever. Like, I have to, like, uh, yeah, like you said, it's got to add up. Like, I've got to write something that kind of, like, builds into this bigger thing. And it's just, like, it's it's the most satisfying thing because it's the biggest struggle for me, I think. I just, like, I do it because I like the end result, but I hate the physical, you know, act of doing it and trying to like figure things out it's kind of brutal yeah like i you know i can i can show you all the notebooks i have that are just like the same five pieces of five like little notes about a character like the story or whatever like just over like 15 pages because you're just like okay now today's the day i'm going to kind of figure this out yeah and then you never really i always never do like i think there's like there's probably a notebook somewhere that has like a rough late night today structure in it but like it's always just like weird and just fragmented but then i feel like you know, people are like, yeah, like, you know, you write your outlines and blah, 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 and all these bits and things that are all, like, well and good. But, like, the act of, like, taking a bunch of notes and, like, being like, okay, I'm, this is how I'm going to do this always just kind of, like, boxes you in a little bit. 
So I've always found that, like, if you just kind of, like, let it go and, like, just, again, like, make those same notes every day, like, who cares? Like, just as long as you're, like, thinking about it. Yeah. Have, like, a, you know, you'll have a thought, like, okay, I'll do this, maybe this scene or, like, this thing or this moment or whatever. But then whenever you sit down to actually write, you're like, oh, yeah, I've thought about it. Like, I, I know how this – it's just, like, now I have to actually sit down and do it. And then, again, once it's all there, make sure the numbers square up. And, like, that's kind of the tricky part. Yeah, that's, that's similar to what my process is. Like, I do – I, I, I love to write freehand like that's I can't you know I really can't like be creative on a computer in any way like like I, I write my scripts on the computer obviously um, and I do outlines on the computer but I can't like come up with things when I'm typing for some reason I have to write it in my notebooks but it's exhausting like I just want to write the fucking script but it takes me so long just to get to a point where I'm ready to do that because there's nothing more agonizing than you know opening up final draft and just not knowing what to do next. Oh, yeah, exactly. You see, like, the, the you know, the stereotypical flashing curse. Like, ah, shit, what's next? You can then just keep working on, like, that, all that outside stuff. Like, you can be like, okay, the treatment, okay, the treatment, right, the outline, right? Let's, all these notes, blah, blah, blah. And you could just, like, be circling the boat for so long that by the time you, like, get near, like, or start approaching the boat, you're like, ah, like, that, it just feels so rigid and, like, strange. Yeah. So it is, like, it's tough. There's a really healthy balance, I think, somewhere in there of, like, knowing what you're doing, but then also, like, having no idea. Like, I was working on this thing recently, and it's just like, okay, like, what happens next? And just, like, starting from page one and just kind of going. And, you're like, you you understand how a movie works. Like, everyone right. knows, anyone who's watched enough movies knows how they work and how they operate. You're like, okay, this is probably, like, well, this would be cool to happen. Like, this thing should happen. And then you just kind of get it. And you're like, oh, wow, there's, like, a plot here. You know, some of it's going to get cut out and changed and whatever. But, like, eh, that was better than me sitting here with a notebook and being like, what to do today, you know? Yeah. So it's, like, it's you really do have to kind of, like, learn how you work, but also know that, like, the way you work is, like, fluid. Because, like, you can't just be like, okay, I'll sit down and write my script the same way I've always written my scripts. Because then it's then that same thing of, like, I just hate doing this part of it. It's like, sometimes you just try not doing it and see what happens. Yeah, I probably change my process with every project that I work on. It's, like, different every time. But, but yeah, it's been tough, like, with Cobblestone working with Eric. Because we write very differently. Um, like, Eric does this thing where he'll just he'll just sit at the computer and just write a full script in, like, five or six hours. And I, I could never do that. Like, it takes me, I need at least, like, three weeks just to think about the thing before I can start writing it. And then when I do start writing it, I don't think I've ever written more than, like, seven pages in a day. Like, it's, I don't know. I just, like, really have to take my time with it and, like, really figure it out before I do it. But, I you know, Eric's, like, really talented at just, like, writing the thing out. And I'm, I'm every time like, how, how did you send me this draft so quickly? Like, I don't understand. Yeah, it's and that's cool, too, because it's, you know, it's interesting to see that then happen. And like, you know, the the joke is like, OK, you wrote your thing in like a minute. Like how much of it like survives to the final product? Like right. not saying that any that would change or anything, but it is like there's so many variables and so many different ways to do it that it's just like. It's just it's so much to think about and it's so weird, like. All of it is just so strange. So, but yeah, I don't know. We don't have to talk about writing too much. There's really not much you can talk about with writing. It's kind of boring, I guess. <laughs> it's kind of boring, I guess, to people who don't like think about it. But yeah, it, I think it's an interesting thing in like a worthy pursuit. You know, it is. It is work. It actually really is work. And I think yeah. that like a lot of people don't think about that. 
even like you know growing up you're like i want to be a poet or i want to do this or that yeah it's very romantic yeah how much work goes into that so whenever it's like you know x y and z happens and like you can like stick the landing if you can like stick the landing on the page it's like okay that's like half the battle to making the thing is like right. this works so just don't screw it up yeah that's really cool so have you written any features or or what do you what have you got going on yeah it's like nothing really in a place it's like check this shit out but you do learn that you know 10 pages is easier a 10 page story is easier to write than like a 120 page story yeah so you do start to realize like oh yeah like i guess your shortcomings are like i don't really know how long a scene should be you know or like hypothetically it's like is this scene way too long is it not like i don't know like you got to see it in context and see what happens why is this so long and i'm missing the third act how did this happen or all these like what happens here i know what happens here but like how does it actually work yeah so you kind of start to realize like the holes and like the the stuff that's you do just have to like learn at or like practice because like I feel like once you kind of get to a certain point, like you can understand like how writing works or directing works or like anything, any anything in the world. Um, but like whenever you are then hit with like a new part of it that you have to figure out, like you have to go back to like that that idea of learning, like strictly learning, and like that's sometimes really hard to do when you're like I've done this before, and it's like not like this, buddy. Like sit down and stay humble, you jackass. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Uh, but like, do you have a like? Have you written a late night today feature, or was is that just like? Because I mean, I know y'all talked about it a little bit, and that that whole short just feels like a proof of concept. Is that like something that you still want to do, or did you like burn yourself out from that? No, no, absolutely not. That's like there's I think been like three or four iterations of that. Like it did it like as a monologue for a class, and then we did like a scene version of it, and then we made that version. So uh, there's like an outline for like a pilot somewhere. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm trying to get this other stuff done first before I can like go back to it. Yeah. But yeah, that was always like an idea. I'm like, I think that this would be really, really good. And like every time I was like, but that wouldn't make sense. It's like, why would a guy go on public access? Like you first learn about like Chris Gethard, who's like a comedian who has a public access talk show. Yeah. Oh shit. And like with this and like you go back and like, oh, that happened. Um, oh yeah. Like a guest wouldn't cancel like six months ago. Command on Johnny canceled on Conan show and they had to just make up an episode. Yeah. And I'm like, bitch, I pay me royalties. What the fuck? <laughs> like, wait a minute. So like, yeah, it's definitely in the back, like in the back burner and like stuff still kind of going on with it. It's just much more now. Like, okay, it needs to be like a real, like full story in like kind of A to Z and like fill out all these characters and like also learn how network television works. Yeah. I was going to ask like, how much research did you do to, to learn about that whole process? Well, um, a decent bit. I remember because I was again like early, like it'd be cool. Like I know nothing about talk shows, but I was like, late night talk show host has to go on public access. Like Letterman on public access. I'm like, that's cool. Like that's a neat idea. I'm like, I don't know anything about this. And I remember I was watching Space Ghost Coast to Coast, greatest television program. No, one of the best. But uh, <laughs> the first episode, they have like a fake interview with this guy Bill Carter, and he's like, they're like interviewing him about this book he wrote about like the Letterman Leno shit in like the 80s. In 90s. I'm like, what? I was like, okay, that's great. And you grab that and start reading. Like, oh, this happened. Kind of. This is like so much to pull from here. I'm like, okay, cool. And then you just kind of, like, he wrote another book about Conan and Leno. So I read, read that. And, like, just kind of, like, I, there's somewhere a document of, like, every late host I could think of. And, like, I watched a bunch of their episodes and just, like, saw how they operate and, like, how their show worked and, like, how you can kind of make a television, make a show in the format, but make it, like, specifically like from the perspective of one person or change the format entirely like what that actually looks like 
So you do just kind of go down the rabbit hole and like see all this crazy shit that people used to do. And you're like, what? Oh, so this is just like no rules. It just, but now for some reason there's like weird rules to it. Like, oh, that's really cool. So then you kind of start making your own notes and thoughts and then kind of, so like long to make a long answer longer, like a fair bit of research, but it was always like, it was always at the point of like, I don't know if this makes any sense. And then you find, then like something comes upon, you find a thing that's like, oh no, that happened. You're like, oh no, that makes perfect sense because of this. And you're like, oh shit. Okay, cool. So it was, it was like more like discovery than I think research. But like, that's the thing. Like life's a fucking cartoon. <laughs> We're sitting inside dealing with all this nonsense. Did you hear about the killer bees or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The murder hornets. <laughs> yeah. The fuck. Like overwritten, you know? Yeah. It's like you do forget when you're sitting here being like, I don't know if people are going to like this or it's going to make sense. Like, you know why you're inside right now? Like, the world is on fire. Like, isn't that nuts? Like, go crazy. Like, whatever weird shit you come up with probably has some root somewhere. And I think that's, like, always, like, a nice thing to sit back on and just be like, oh, yeah, murder hornets. Murder hornets. Yeah. I think this guy can have a public access show. Like, <laughs> you know, like, fuck this. Yeah, people will go with it. People will pretty much go with anything if it's at least remotely entertaining. Exactly. Just yeah, it's there's so much like to get hung up on that I'm glad that, like you know you look outside and you're just like what is happening? <laughs> Why is life like this? Okay, life is weird. Cool. Then let's make weird shit. Who who are some of your uh, your directing inspirations? I'm gonna guess a little bit of PTA, but that's just a guess. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. We kind of harp on that dude uh, a little a little immersively. <laughs> yeah, he's he's like a number one reference. You're, I mean, Coen Brothers, obviously. Yeah, I think that they're brilliant um, and just like hilarious and insane. And like, I don't know, I'm big in. I like like Bob Fosse and like Jonathan Demme and like, nice. yeah, like a lot of these like kind of dudes making weird, crazy stuff in like a certain period of time. Um, and I don't know, a lot of like, there's a. I just watched like David Byrne made a movie, and I I got it and watched it. I'm like, this is like the best thing I've ever was seen. Is that uh, true stories? Or... Yeah, and I'm yeah. just like, this is amazing. What? Okay, you're now my favorite. You know? Yeah. We just watched like a lot of uh, Kelly Richter movies, and I'm like, oh wow, you're like a beautiful soul who makes these like amazing works of art. Like this is amazing. So it really you do kind of pull from like different people and like for different reasons. Like I like you know. And you watch like a PTA movie, at least the older ones, you kind of, or at least I guess all of them, like they're always like made very competently, like incredibly made. And like, but they also like could be like these really, really highbrow like stories, except for like Boogie Nights, which is just like, you know, whatever. It's amazing. It's like a porn movie. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, it's not like the master where you're just like, what the fuck is this? Right. But like, it's always these movies like with like these lofty ideas and like really like elegantly made and whatever. But it's like always like with this, like this little shit kicker guy like this little shit kicking guy like made it you know like phantom thread like it ends and you're just like what yeah. and he's like oh you just like you're just like a little asshole like that's amazing <laughs> like you make like these amazing works and like you're also just like a little goofball and like you can always go back and be like okay like who are your favorites like why do you like them so much cool and it's like what who are their favorites you know like why yeah. do they, who do they like and that's how you end up watching like max Holfel's movies or whatever and you're just like wow what the fuck like this was just here this yeah. was just here forever and like on youtube and i just had no idea like putty swope is like the sickest movie ever and it's a disaster for like this movie's like so punk rock and sick and like everybody i love loves it so and like now i get it yeah so it's just like you just find all these things and you can kind of go back and be like okay then you can harp those off too 
And like, yeah, obviously you just steal everything. It's the whole point. Yeah. I mean, that's how I discovered Jonathan Demi actually, which is funny. Cause I, you know, science of the lambs has been one of my favorites forever, but I, I just never watched anything else he did. Um, until I watched like eight interviews where PTA was just like, you know, just <laughs> talking about Jonathan Demi and how much he loves him. I was like, oh, I guess I should watch more Jonathan Demi movies. And then I watched Stop Making Sense and it changed my life. <laughs> it was like Stop Making Sense. Him with the lamp taught me everything I ever need to know about love. <laughs> exactly. It's a masterpiece. It's really good stuff. That's cool. Man. Yeah, well, this has been nice. I'm glad um, I've been wanting to hang out with you for like a year and a half now. But, you know, this will have to suffice, I guess. I say this, this is working for the interim. And then once this all blows over, we'll actually do it for real, which will be exciting. Yeah, it would be nice. That has been the one good benefit of this is like, dude, in like September, maybe I am booked solid of just seeing <laughs> people. It's going to be great. So that's like, that's the one nice thing is just making a bunch of plans with people that you haven't made plans with in a while. Well, awesome, man. Um, Anything else you want to talk about? I don't know, man. It's whatever. It's your show. I've already gone through everything on my list. There was only like four things, but we hit them all. I think we hit them all. Hit them all right. Yeah, but is there anything that you feel like, ah, oh, man, I didn't get to get this off my chest? Uh, not really, no. But if you want some like ending parting wisdom, uh, we can make that happen. I think, I don't know. I think, uh, movies. Movies. They're interesting. And I think that, they're really weird to understand like not just how they're made or why they're made or like what they mean or whatever but they're just this kind of like pseudo mystic thing it's just like you you know people there are cultures that think cameras like steal your souls like it's weird and like in a way i guess they kind of do but also like the people behind the camera too but i think like the one thing that is so magical about them is that like it is like a group thing like again like you know we talked a little bit about like going to school and seeing all these people and stuff but like yeah like my life would be drastically different if it wasn't for like the people that i've met and like the people that i've worked with all the time and it's cool to like then you know then you build like a little bit of a community to kind of push yourself and like push each other to kind of learn and grow but then you also start to realize that like whatever you know like someone knows more and like that person wants to work on your your dumb shit so like cool and then you'll return the favor and like you make stuff together and like that's how you kind of learn and grow and then whenever you know you show people and they have no they're like oh neat you're like the joke's on you man this took us like a thousand hours to make like so you know like it's just it's very wonderful and like an amazing thing and you know i hopefully best case scenario we can all look forward to a life of like look at this yeah yeah that is that is some good parting wisdom very honestly not to you know, not to inflate your ego or anything, but every time I watch one of your movies, I genuinely learn something. And so thank you so much for doing what you do, man. I love it. I love everything you make. Yeah. I can't wait to see what comes next after all of this shitty world ending bullshit ends. All right, man, give me some plugs. What do you, what do you got? Tell me where to watch loopy and shit. Loopy's on YouTube. Cause we thought that'd be a funny place to put it. Uh, there's some, there's some articles written about it, I think. So you can read those and, uh, watch late night today. I haven't said that in about a year. So watch late night today. Late night today. Late night today. Excellent. All right, man. Well, thanks so much for, uh, for joining me on this fine quarantine day. Of course, buddy. Thanks for having me on. It was nice to chat and see your 
big head of hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's something that the, the audience isn't getting right now is how much hair I have. It's I impressive. know, it's cool. How much context that they're missing right now. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah, it's a lot. Idiots. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, do me a favor and subscribe. You know, we're on Apple or Spotify or Google or... I mean, you're listening to this somewhere, so just subscribe to wherever you're listening to it. And uh, if you just haven't had enough of me yet, you can go check out the vlog. Just check out Dashing Agent on YouTube. I don't have youtube.com slash dashingagent yet. I'm working on that. Or you could go to dashingagent.com and catch up on Cobblestone or Half Bath or some music videos or... I don't know. Just give me attention. That's all I'm looking for here. All right. Stay safe out there. Love you. Bye.